Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio, where we are always daring to be different. Get ready, get ready, get ready to be inspired. Let's get moving toward our goals. And here to make that happen is our host, Yaya Diamond. Daring to be different. Here we are. Here we are. Man, I'm telling you, it's going to be a wonderful show today. And I am just excited to be here. Welcome to the show. This is Yaya Diamond. And uh, we have a wonderful show for you for Blog Talk Radio here today on Dream Chasers Radio. My gosh, my goodness, my goodness, you're listening to us not only on Blog Talk, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn, um, 97.5 FM, Real Community Radio in North Fork, Florida, Bombay Radio, and the Dream Chasers Network. Oh, my goodness. I am telling you, this is it's a wonderful day. It's a wonderful day. And I wanted to get started with a little bit of inspiration for you today um, before we start having our guests on the show. Um, as you know, the Dream Chasers Radio newsletter is about to come out. So I've been working on that. But I've also been working on a book. Let's write a book. And I'm going to write, I'm going to just kind of say that this book is dedicated to all those who, uh, everyone and anyone that needs encouragement, to those who let life pass instead of grabbing the reins, to those who let others dictate how they should run their own lives. A change is on the way. That's right. A change is on the way. So, you know, if you want to hear something specific from the book, if you want something for yourself out of this book, all you have to do is join us on Dream Chasers Radio on Facebook, and let us know. Send us some, send us a, a nice little post there. Uh, comment on the uh, post I'm going to be putting up tonight. We're going to be scheduling some more shows. That's right, more shows because we always have more shows. Let me tell you something. I am excited about this. So I'm, I'm mostly excited because this is a new adventure for me, not just for you know everyone else out there, but for me as well. And I, I, I can't say enough about how much you guys have inspired me to move forward in everything and in anything that I do. Um, I want to go over a few things with you guys. And I, I know this is kind of entourage, but usually sometimes, most of the time I put music and I don't speak. But today that's not going to be the point. Today is going to be about 15 minutes, maybe, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more, about bullying. Now, when I was going to school, bullying was, you know, I, I'm going to tell you straight up, my family member, because I'm not going to say who it was, my family member. And one day I came home from school, and my family member said, what is wrong with you? What happened to you? And I said, oh, the kids at school, you know, they, they are, they're fighting with me, and they're pushing me, and they're hitting me, and, and they're being mean to me. And this family member said to me, the next time you come home like that, I know this is not good, but they said to me, I will not only will you get a butt whipping from them, but you're going to get one from me. You don't know one push you around. <laughs> so this was back in the 70s and the 80s, and I am telling you that no one else pushed me around after that. I was like, I am nowhere near getting a butt whipping from this person in my family. Nobody is going to make me get in trouble when I get home. And so... <laughs> That's how that happened. But bullying is a very big thing. I think 
and, and I'm not trying to say that parents aren't um, taking the initiative at home, nowhere near what I'm saying. But what I am saying is these children believe what these other children say, you know, about them, and they're killing themselves. Some of them are killing themselves over it. And that, to me, is a travesty. I think that, you know, back when I was growing up, and, and you know, I'm not that old, but I'm I'm older, and you know, it was a village. It was it was like, okay, if you got in trouble at school, it was like on the way home, everybody beat you. I mean, you literally got about five beatings before you even got home to get your major beating. You know, my, my family member, one of my family members, because I have many, um, they would make me go down and get my own switch and take the leaves off the stick. And I better get a good stick, otherwise I'm going to have to go back downstairs and get another stick. So it was like, oh, my gosh. But, you know, it was like one or two hits and I was done, but I hated it. I hated the psychological thing. Which is, but it was like, you know, a lot of times that, you know, she or he would would be, um, you know, you are better than that. You know, And a lot of times, you know, the children nowadays, they don't believe it because of all the media hype. Look at all the magazines and everything out there today, things out there that make these children believe that they're not good enough, that they're not skinny enough, that they're not smooth enough, they're not pretty enough. You know, everyone, everyone needs to take a moment and realize that the reason that this is going forward and it's not being resolved to, I mean, you know, in the public eye, of course, media is going to blow it up. but it's not being resolved because we're still we're still allowing our children to look at magazines that display perfection. There is no such thing as perfection. That's called Photoshop. You know, when you see artists and you see models and you see everything, all these these these, these magazines, these 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 TV shows, these things, they're so perfect. And the children believe that this is the way that life should be at high school, at elementary school, at school, at home. And when it isn't and it goes wrong and then these children say, you know, you might as well just kill yourself. You might as well just do this and you do that. The suggestions from these children are coming from these video games and these shows that they're watching and, and just, you know, all these things that, that back when I was growing up didn't even exist, you know. So, I mean, taking into consideration that this is what's going on, it's, it's, the, it's what they're looking at, it's what they're reading. It's, it's, it's all kinds of different things now that we didn't have to deal with growing up. You know, I was in elementary school in the 70s and the 80s and then middle school and then graduated in 1990. I mean, I was done. And, I mean, I understand that that for some people may be a little bit, um, you know, I'm young, but I didn't even have to deal with all of that. I mean, there was no one that ever told me that, you know, uh, you might as well kill yourself. You're ugly. Nobody ever told me that. I mean, I, we had counseling in our schools, peer counseling, and I took it for three years. I was a peer counselor, and, and we had a, a class called peer counseling, and you learned how to counsel each other. Um, I just don't understand why this can't be resolved. And we need to figure out a way to resolve it. So if you have any suggestions, if you have had any issues, 
please don't hesitate to contact the nearest person to you, your doctor, a friend, a family friend, someone you trust, a, um, you know, even a school counselor, um, to try and resolve the situation with your child. I mean, children are beautiful, and not one child should go, you know, like that. Not one child should go like that. And the children that are doing this, I am sure that a lot of the parents don't even know. And then some of the parents that do know or have been told don't believe it. And so these are these are situations of denial or just neglect. And unfortunately, our children who aren't neglected feel like those children are the top children and everything that they say matters. But we, we need to teach our children more. You know, I was taught the world. What do I mean by that? I was taught that I wasn't the only person in the world that went through things and that people are mean and that they say things a lot of times that they really don't mean, and if they do mean it, then they're just mean, and it doesn't matter to you. And so you need to not be around that person. And it was a serious thing. It wasn't like, oh, you need to not be around that person. And I went back to that person or I hung out with that person or I took, you know, I, I took their word for their word. I didn't. How did I do that, though? You know, that's so weird. Like, I grew up and I, I picked and choose what I believed from very young, you know, when people told me something that was positive, yes, okay, I accept it. When people told me that something that was negative and I knew it was wrong and I knew that, no, that couldn't be, I threw it out. I think that's something that is learned, and we need to teach our children that, that people are just mean, and some people have hate in their hearts. And the reason they have hate in their hearts is not because they hate you, but because they really don't like themselves. And so they need to reflect that off of, off of themselves to other people and make those other people feel bad about themselves too. So that way they have company. It, I mean, it really, truly hurts me that we're losing these children like this. It hurts me that children are going missing. It hurts me that children are being found dead, and it makes me happy when children are being found alive and but they're home, but then the trauma of it all is still remains. So what do we do? What do we do? We go at it with conviction. It really does take a village to raise the children, and I I, I truly believe that because. You don't, I mean, a, a lot of times we don't even know who our next neighbor is. Fortunately for us, me and my neighborhood, I know everybody except the new person that just moved in. And they're a considerable amount around, you know, away, but I know they moved in. But what I'm saying is I know my next-door neighbor, and when my next-door neighbor is gone, we watch their house. When we're gone, they watch our house. There was about the neighborhood, about knowing each other, about sticking together, about becoming a family of neighbors. 
It was sacred. It was special. I I like that. I miss that. I'm sure that a lot of us do. I think that we also have let go of the family life where we don't sit around the table anymore and, and we don't converse about the day, at least not many of us. That's something that we miss too. Encouragement, that moment where you sit down and you fight over the food. Hey, don't eat all of this. Hey, give me that plate. I mean, you know, that was that was awesome. That was great. That was wonderful. That was beautiful. It was a moment in time that nobody can steal that I, I would never, ever trade. I think the children need it. That reinforcement, that moment where everything is perfect, even even with all the fights <laughs> and all the bickering and all the the the, the brother and, and sisters and fighting and and movie nights. There's something to be said about it. When a person, and it could be an adult as well, because I, I wanted to beat some people up before. <laughs> Not literally, but you know what I mean. But it's like, okay, you get to the point where it's like they say something to you and you truly think and believe that that's what it is, but it really isn't. We all need to know that love is unconditional. And when the love becomes conditional, we have problems. Conditions like in school, where these children are the top children and they're influencing every other person in the school, but yet nothing is being done because even the teachers are scared to lose their jobs. Now, am I saying that's everybody? No, I'm not. But maybe we need that little reinforcement again. Maybe we need to go back to the way we used to. It worked. It really did work. Am I saying I wasn't bullied in school and that people didn't like people? Everybody liked me. Oh, yes, I was perfect. No, I was actually the geek. I wasn't always the top person. Yeah, I hung out with some cool people. They were my people who were cool. And, and I, I, you know, and in high school, I hung out with some really cool people. And nobody really bothered me in high school. But coming up in elementary school was really hard for me. You know why it was hard? I was always the kind of person that did not care what others said about me because they didn't matter. You know what mattered to me? My mom, my family, my brothers, not my sisters, because I didn't really grow up with my sisters then, but, you know, my family, my really cool friends, the ones that really didn't have anything against anybody, and we hung out, and they were all different colors, and it really didn't matter to them what color you were, where you came from, or if you were rich or poor. We just hung out. 
Those were my friends. And they were like the bunch that really didn't matter to anybody else, but we mattered to each other. See, to me, the children missed out on self. You know how when you feel inside that you know who you are and no one else can change that? I had that at five years old. I had that at four. I knew that I was special. I knew I had a purpose in life and no one was going to change it. It's so funny because I was talking to somebody the other day, I won't disclose who that was, and they were giving me advice, you know, hey, this and that and the other and this and that and the other. And they looked at me and they saw me and they said, you're not going to do that, are you? And I went, nope. (laughs) No, I'm not. But you can keep talking if that makes you feel better. See, I'm not going to make you feel bad, but I'm going to let you know that you're not making me feel bad either. Teaching the children, I teach my, I teach my children, I taught my children that they're very special and that everybody that comes after them like that really is very insecure. We need to go back to the basics. We need to go back to where we taught our children love, security, strength, inner strength. Something to be said about a child when they walk through the door and they say, good afternoon, because that's what I used to do. It's a wonderful day. It's my choice to be happy. I am happy. This is a wonderful. I did that. I chose it. It was my choice. It wasn't anyone else's choice. I chose to be happy, and I made it known that today is going to be a great day, regardless of what anyone else said. And people thought I was rude. But guess what? It's still is a great day, and it will be a great day, and no one else can tell me otherwise. And as I sit here on my own radio station talking to you, which I love to do, it's still a great day, and it's my choice. So you have a choice. You have a choice. You can choose to let them in or you can choose to not let them in. This is your decision to make. They can't impose anything on you unless you allow them to. I don't allow people to move me unless I know it's something I need to be listening to and adhering to. Am I a teachable person? Yes, I am. I know stupidity when I hear it, too. There's something to be said about a person who can differentiate between right and wrong. For you, 
may not be right for everyone else. So when another person comes up to someone and they say something negative, and you don't need to let that in. You don't need to believe it. This is where we need to be with our children. You don't need to let that in. That is not truth. They're just trying to hurt you to make themselves feel better and powerful. It's a power trip. Ability that we have as parents to teach our children, you know, to to do this. And and guess what? There might have been parents that taught their children this, and their children still just didn't listen. I mean, what can we do? We can only do it so much. But then we need help, and that's where the village comes in. We all need to back each other up. This is something that's so sacred. Our children need to know that love has no bounds, no colors, no discrimination, that love is truly colorblind. Love forgives unconditional. Love is unconditional. Right now, my heart aches for the children that are listening. Right now, my heart aches for those children who took their own lives because of children (laughs) or someone that said that they're no good. Right now, my heart aches for them and for their parents. My prayers go out to those who've lost a child um, of any age. No parent should have to see that. It's a very serious thing, bullying. Very serious. And I truly believe that no no amount of money that's raised will ever combat it better than the village. I'm not ever going to raise money for bullying. I'm going to raise awareness. Come up with some solutions to teach your children not to bully and those who are being, being bullied how to deal with those children and how to see themselves in a better light. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that we don't teach our children, because we do. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, like any parent out there, your child is precious. They're precious. They're beautiful. The moment that they're born and, and they look at you with those eyes, they got you. That's it. That's it. So no matter what color you are, no matter what nationality you are, no matter what country you're from, let's begin to be one one people. Go out and if you know if you don't know your neighbors, 
and you want to meet your neighbors, and this is your choice, of course, go out and meet your neighbors, meet their children. Let's help each other. Let's give that confidence back that we used to have. Be a tribe. Let's be one that we can go ahead and raise a strong, strong adult. That's my message for today. We do have some guests coming on the show, and I'm excited about. Oh, I'm excited about our first guest. I know that was a really serious thing, and uh, as soon as our first guest calls in, we'll have our show begin. You know, I have the writer, or a representative. I'm not really sure who I'm going to have of the Meg movie. That's right. And if you don't know what that is, you need to type that into YouTube. The MEG, the Meg movie, was uh, written by Kevin uh, uh, Herney. He's an author. Not sure if Kevin's going to be on the show today, but I do know I'm going to have a wonderful time because that movie is awesome. My gosh, if you haven't seen the previews for that movie, you need to go see it. That's like... It's like I'm never getting in the ocean again. Just put it that way. I wasn't in the ocean from Jaws, and I'm not going. I'm not. I'm definitely not going in now. No. So, <laughs> so that's me being a wuss. But that's just me being a wuss. That's how that's gonna go. So, um, I'm gonna take a short break, and I'll be right back. Don't you go nowhere. You've been listening to Dream Chasers Radio with me, your host, Yaya Diamond. And uh, wow. Here we go. Um, wow. Yeah. Just let's just be a tribe, guys. Let's be a tribe. I'm gonna take a short break and here to be different. I'll be right back. And we have our first guest on the show. Is this Isabella? Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you? Okay, I almost missed uh, the interview. Yes, I know, I know. And welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. And tell us, tell us what you do. Pardon me? Tell us what you do. Well, right now, um... I thought this interview was going to be about my music. <clears throat> right? Yes, that's it. That's it. And we're doing the interview right now. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so you're a music artist in New York City. Yeah. And you just won an award. Tell me about that. About being an artist in New York City? Well, your your yeah, and then your award for Academia Award for Best Pop Dance Electronica Album of 2017. Oh yeah, I did win that. Yeah, um, that was pretty <laughs> exciting. <laughs> it's all pretty exciting, huh? What? 
it's pretty exciting, huh? Yeah. But um, in New York City, being an artist, I've done more than that. I've been in plays. Um, the last play that I wrote won and was in the um, Midtown International Theater Festival. That was mm-hmm. kind of exciting. And I used my music, too. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. So you want to wow. hear about the, the album or just ask me questions and I'll answer. Yes, definitely. I want to hear about everything. Well, you asked the question. I did. I did. I did. I asked you about your your award. I want to know about the award. How was oh, it okay. to win that award? So, uh, well, it's exciting. The album is called Was It All a Dream? And it's available on Apple and iTunes. And actually, it was my first album out. Mm-hmm. And I just like went for it, and I felt really confident about some of the songs. And then I had entered the academia uh, uh, um, competition, but I didn't even think my album would win, and it did. So that was like mm. one great accomplishment. And wow. the award ceremonies are in like three days in Los Angeles. Really? Are you going? <laughs> Yeah. That is amazing. How old are you? 23. Amazing. At 23, you have accomplished so much. Why are you doing all this? Is this something that you've always wanted to do? What do you mean, with music or? Everything, like the playwright, the being an author, being an actress, being a singer, all of it. Um, what I needed, I think, like, yeah. um, creating is a part of me. So let's say if it was missing, I don't think I know what to do. It's just part mm. of me. Like, okay. I love theater. I love acting. I love making music. I, I, mm. I don't know what it is. It's, just, it's almost like it has to be. I never thought why. Really. I've never had that mm. question pass my mouth. Wow. Wow. Well, tell me about your song, Hold Me Close. Pardon me? Tell me about the your song? song, Hold Me Close. You want to know about this song? Yeah, did you write it? Yeah, I wrote it. Cool. And how? I mean, how did that come about? How did you... Think of that song. What what happened to get you to that Must song? Must I sing? No, no, um, no. I'm gonna play it. But just okay. It's, how did it's that from come emotions. It's like it. feelings. Like uh huh. It's like I don't know. Somehow, like when you think of someone you care for, you know, all you have to do is hear their name, and your heart goes quick. It's like mm. a song about love, really. I don't know. That song just came out out of me. Came out. And so mm. I kind of left that song kind of the way it is because it's kind of almost a cappella. You know, there isn't so mm. much. There aren't that many beats in it. Although someone said mm. it was missing, you know, the, I should have had more beats. 
I left it precisely the way it was because that's how it felt making it. Mm -hmm. So I guess I played upon the feelings. What? We're going to go ahead and play that, though. We're going to play that right now. I think it's like a little sensitive. Uh Uh-oh. We were going to go play. You think it was like a what? I'm sorry. I find it to be a very sensitive song. Okay. You know, sensitive, heartfelt. Okay. Sounds like a plan. It sounds like a wonderful thing to me. (laughs) We're going to go ahead and listen to that right now, okay? Okay, thank you. Here we go. Hold me close.
All right. So you have your award ceremony coming up in L.A., right? Or in, yeah. In, in, uh... Yeah, okay, it's awesome. Hollywood Boulevard, actually. Yeah. Awesome. So that's awesome. pretty exciting. But that song is not from uh, Was It All a Dream. That's from the upcoming album, Secret. Oh, okay. All right. So you do have an upcoming album. Yeah. It's called Secret. Awesome. And that's one of awesome. the songs on it. Yeah. So what else are you going to be doing in the future? Tell us about what, what the future looks like for you. Oh, I'm working on the album. Um, I'm probably going to be in some more plays, and I'm in a web series. Um, then I'm also working for uh, Robert Kramer Life. It's like well, he designs uh, eco-friendly uh, environmental safe furniture, but it's more like a way of being like a lifestyle. So I'm working with him too. Um, okay. And he's also a music artist. So that's how we, you know, met. And let me see, I'm not sure. It's, I take it as it comes sometimes. And I'm actually going to be back with the band I was in called DSI. And that's Daniel Skitz's Isabella. And we, this is how I actually originally got into music. We were doing our own some you know, pieces. And then we drifted apart and I wanted to see if I could do, do it all on my own. And I did. So mm-hmm. now we're back and we're going to do another album. Awesome. Well, you know, if there was something that you had to say to someone else, you know, that was starting out, what would that mm-hmm. one thing be? Follow your dreams. You know, keep going. And even though one day might seem like you can't do it, you got to remember that you can. You know, mm-hmm. you ha- we have to keep going, you know, and learn that if we learn to, especially creating I think makes you solve your own problems better because you have to be creative. And I would think mm-hmm. that you have to keep going and trying, you know, you know, set a goal and say that you're going to reach it and do it. Mm-hmm. Even though everything isn't always perfect, but there are days when it's really good. Like um, being in a play and being on Broadway is exciting, you know, uh, Winning an award for a song that is exciting. Um, Mm -hmm. Meeting new people in the industry that are kind of famous is exciting too because you're learning from them. Right. It's just, it's like a process that's really interesting. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's believing in yourself and don't brag about anything because you never know what will happen. You know, stay, Mm -hmm. you know, down to earth. But believe that you could do it. That's my my impression on things. Wow. And I still have a long way to go. Yeah. I think we all do. I think we all do. No matter what age, we still have a long way to go. We all have to learn every day. (laughs) I always think I have a long way to go. It's Mm. true. Because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring or what we could learn. Right. It's That's so true. What I well, Isabella, you're an inspiration. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. At anytime. You come back anytime. You let us know what's going on. And I am so excited for you. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm kind of excited for it. It didn't hit me quite yet. It will. No. 
It'll hit you. I don't know. Things <laughs> take a while. <laughs> like after it happens, yeah. and I'm excited. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, All it right, was then. very nice being on your show. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, then. Okay. I'll talk to you again after the, after everything is over. Get in contact with me again, okay? I will, and I'll tell you what happens. Okay, Please thank do. you. Okay, bye. All right. Wow, what an inspiration. Wow. To me, that's like, you know, no matter what, this is what she was born to do. This is what she's going to do. And, and she's pursuing it. I mean, you know. Like she said, everybody has a, I say, everybody has a long way to go. And so uh, Isabella is um, very special, and I love it. Thank you so much, Isabella, for being on the show. We have our next guest on the show. I want to say thank you for being on the show. Um, And who am I speaking to, actually? Hi, this is Amber Drake. Hey, Amber, how are you? Very well, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So you are a writer? Yes, that is a part of my career. Um, I actually own a business called Canine Companions, and I work under that name as well as my name, uh, Amber L. Drake. Um, and mm-hmm. I do all sorts of different things with my company. I do writing. Um, I have articles mm-hmm. and books available. Uh, my books are available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon. And then I also mm-hmm. do a, quite a bit of teaching. Um, so I teach for e-training for dogs. I teach a cancer course right. there as well as a canine behavior course. Um, right. And then my my overall mission is just to bring free or low-cost services to dog owners. Uh, the average canine behaviorist charges around $300 an hour. Um, so uh, my goal is to make that available to the average person because the average person obviously isn't able to afford that amount. Right. And tell me about your dogbehaviorblog.org. Tell me about that. Yes, I recently started that because I I had been writing for quite a few partner companies and uh, for my sponsors. And my readers had wanted a place where they could go and find information all in one place instead of skipping from site to site. So I created dogbehaviorblog.org so that they're able to locate all of the information all in one page instead of continuously searching for my name in Google or p- other publications. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, you know, when people get started and, and they do these, you know, they start with the behavioral uh, canine and they start with the uh, publications and being featured, what is this, I mean, what was it that actually kind of light bulb above the head, bing, I could do this? When was that? Well, I actually started out as a college professor, and this is something that I did on the side just as kind of like a hobby. I've always really loved um, canine behavior, and I actually went to college to become a veterinarian, Um, but I had decided to go another route and do teaching and writing, and then I was thinking, well, this is a service that people really need. Uh, So I started doing more and more writing, and I, I am still a college professor as well, but the dog business took off like I could have never imagined, and it's been fantastic. I do what's unique about my company is that I do all of my work from home, my home office. So it's able to work around people's schedules. They're able to read articles as they have time off of work or get a telephone conference with me or a video conference. So they're not strict to a timeline. 
You know, it's just, it, to me, you know, and the show today is, is about this is what I was born to do. When you when you stumble right. upon that moment where you know that this is what you were born to do, it becomes so special and it's like, oh, I'm focused. I'm focused. Did anything ever take you off of your focus? No, I have been, since I started this and I, I saw that it would work out, I have been continuous on this. Um, I did have a couple stumbles where I have worked so hard. I, I've had like 80-hour work weeks, and I was just so drained, but I never let that get to me. And I'm so glad that I didn't, and I didn't give up because now my business is to a point where it's sustaining itself, and I'm doing very well. So I'm very grateful that I, I just kept pursuing. Mm, mm. Now, did you, you know, I was talking about bullying earlier, and, you know, uh, a lot of people have uh, allowed themselves, and some children have allowed themselves to be bullied, you know, but when you were deciding on what you were doing in life, was there anyone that Mm -hmm. ever tried to pull you away from it? Oh, you shouldn't do that. That's never going to work. Was there a moment like that for you? Yes, I had many moments like that, actually, when I decided to kind of pull away from focusing on being a college professor. Uh, Everyone, well, quite a few people had told me that this business was not going to work because it was telecommute, it was from home, it was from my home office, and people didn't need a service like this. So I did receive a lot of feedback that was negative, but I just kept pushing through that, and I told them it was going to work. And I, it took about a year for it to really start kicking in. But I knew once I laid that foundation down, all I'd have to do was put the bricks up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, how, how did you know that those people's comments didn't matter? How, how did you know that? How did you not let well, that affect you? I knew that they were all concerned about me and they just wanted what was best for me. I I actually have a doctorate um, and they wanted me to take the traditional route of a career. um, For example, my college professor career, which I absolutely love by the way. Um, But they wanted me to do a traditional route with my doctorate so that they ensured that my doctorate was being used. And I just took it as concern instead of bullying. Essentially that's, that's the way I looked at it. Mm-hmm. Wow. To me, it's interesting that, you know, and, I, and and just correct me if I'm wrong. It's interesting that with everything that you've done, you've found your niche and that yet people still want to discourage you in your niche. Since you've had, you have that doctorate degree, why is that? Is, is there something in that that we should read into or is that just a normal behavior? The doctorate degree? No, people trying to pull you away from something that you know is going to work, what you've been born to do. Is there some psychological thing that happens? I think it's just fear of the unknown. When you are in a non-traditional career path or you're starting your own business, there's always some concern there um, amongst other people. And there's always some discouragement because, not because they want to discourage you necessarily, just because they want to ensure that you have a successful future. So, so that's essentially my thoughts on that on that topic. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. I, I love I love what you've done. I do. I truly love what you've done. I love what you uh, represent. I love that you have not let anyone stop you and that you've done this, with, you know, with preciseness. But not only that, you've incorporated what you've learned into this. Tell me more about that. How did you get that to be, you know, kind of intertwined? Well, I, I focus on families. I always tell every partner that I have, every client that I have, sponsors, et cetera, that family comes first. And dogs, rely. they go side by side with that because dogs are a part of our family. So one of the core values that I emphasize throughout my company and I know I'm able to intertwine my, my core values with theirs is through my children come first and family comes first and they look at it as dogs are a part of that that puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I have to say that I am, I'm, you know, when it comes to dogs and when it comes to uh, training dogs, you know, I had a, a friend of mine who said that she was so distraught because her dog bit her boyfriend while she wasn't home. Is there something that we're not doing that we should be doing with our dogs? A lot of people don't really understand uh, canine body language, and they don't understand the importance of canine body language because our dogs actually do communicate very well with us. But they communicate, it's kind of like learning a different language. So Mm -hmm. you have to learn what the dog is thinking, essentially, and they tell you what they're thinking through their body language and um, vocalizations. So I would say mm-hmm. to anybody that is struggling with understanding their dog or if they have a behavioral problem with their dog, I would say really observe their body language and even potentially make a journal of their body language so that you're able to sense when they're feeling a certain way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you do have a blog on your page, and it says, could CBD help my dog seizures? Tell me about that. Because that's just a big thing. It's like it's a big thing with humans, but now I'm learning that it may just be a big thing with dogs too. Yes, absolutely. I actually recently um, obtained a new partner. Their name is Hannah Canine, and I started writing about CBD for dogs and how it helps their seizures, arthritis, it helps dogs with cancer, et cetera. And, and um, it helps because there are receptors in our brain and nervous system. And we mm-hmm. have the same system, us as humans, it's called the endocannabinoid system. And essentially what CBD does is it helps these receptors communicate with one another. And in turn, it, it, it has a number of health benefits. And among those are helping with seizures and cancer and anxiety, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when people, when people become uh, a customer, what is that first thing that you tell them that they need to be doing uh, at home with their dog, with their canine? Well, that, that depends on the situation because every dog is different. Every dog is unique. So I mm-hmm. – I actually have a group on Facebook called the uh, Dog Behavior Group where people are able to outline their dog's story and obtain advice not Mm -hmm. only from me but other 
dog lovers, other uh, dog owners, other canine professionals, and so that they're really able to assess the situation and get a variety of opinions. Um, but over, overall, I just want them to note and take notes on what their dog is doing, what they are distraught with, um, things that they're happy with, just, um, just to get a comprehensive overview of the dog and what they're experiencing. Mhm. Mhm. Wow. What is the biggest thing that you've seen that an owner owners do with their dogs? It's the biggest mistake ever. I mean, it's just something that they shouldn't even be doing. I would say the biggest mistake is generally a lack of training or not paying attention to their dog. Um, those kind of go hand in hand. Uh, there are a lot of families that will get a dog that they don't have time for. So they're at work for 10 plus hours a day or school or whatever other events that they're attending and the dog is not trained and then they have serious problems when the dog grows up and they're not sure why. Um, Dogs require a lot of time and time is the most essential component of their behavior. The more time that is spent with a dog, the more likely they are to become well-rounded and well-behaved. Mm-hmm. Let's talk real quick on pit bulls because I think they get a bad mm-hmm. rap. I'm sorry. I have a pit. My pit is just he's so loving. He wants everybody to pet him. We take him to the, the dog park. He plays with all the big dogs, the little dogs, the people. I mean, tell me about that 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 stigma that they get and why. Just real yeah, quick. Yeah, absolutely. Know little, but... Yeah, I, I could go on for days about this topic. I um, I do a lot of advocacy for pits because uh, they have wanted to ban pits in the United States for quite some time now. And certain states actually have certain laws against pit bulls and regulations, et cetera. Homeowners insurance goes up if you have a pit um, because they're labeled as a dangerous breed. But they are labeled as a dangerous breed because of their loyalty to their owner. They have an extreme loyalty. And... Um, they're known for dog fighting for this reason, because they are, they're so dedicated to the person that they love that they'll do anything the owner wants them to do. And I try to emphasize that pits are actually excellent family dogs because they do have that loyalty and that dedication. And I do a lot of advocacy also because the majority of pits to enter a shelter are actually euthanized before they're even given a chance to be adopted. There's no temperament test. There's nothing done um, to even see if the dog is friendly. They're just labeled a pit and they're euthanized upon entry. So I want mm. to help stop that so that more pits are able to have a chance. And I actually had a pit as a pet. Um, one of my absolute best dogs, I had her for 10 years. She passed away last year from a stroke, but um, I absolutely um, loved her. She was the best dog I've ever had. She was very dedicated to my family. My kids were, I believe, six months and two and a half years old, three years old when I first got her, and she was just fantastic. She loved them, and they grew up with her. So she, I just, it's, I could go on for days about that topic. <laughs> you know, you know I, I love my kids. I, I've had kids. Um, I've had other dogs, yes, but pits I've had, and my pit died two years ago, right before, right after he gave uh, 
he gave a litter to a, another dog I loved, another pet. And we have the baby, one of the babies, a brindle from that uh, litter. Oh. That, I mean, the only thing you got to worry about my dog is that tail. It hurts. <laughs> when that tail starts going, yeah. that's it. Oh, yeah. They, you get whipped. Yeah, they whip their tails <laughs> when they're excited, for sure. Oh, yeah. I think that's the, the most dangerous part of my dog is that tail. And it hurts when I, I try to get away from it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> And that's what I try to emphasize with everyone is meet a pit first that has been socialized and been around a great family so that they can really understand who a pit is. Yeah. Yeah, because pits are very, very sweet animals. And I leave for five minutes, I come back, it's like I left for 50 years. (laughs) Right, right, yes, absolutely. (laughs) They are so loving. Oh, yes, definitely, definitely. So where can people reach you? Uh, people can reach me through my professional Facebook. Um, it is www.facebook.com slash specialist Amber Drake. They can also reach me at Amber L. Drake at dogbehaviorblog.org or amberldrake.org using the contact form. Okay. And I put that down uh, on our page here so that they can actually grab that as well. Amber, I want to thank you for doing what you do. Also for bringing the the love back from pits, because now I tell you, some people just you know, and then those those pits like there was a pit down the block that attacked my dog because it just was not socialized, and my dog right. was on my yeah. property was on my property, and my dog was trying to get away from the other dog, and I and it almost ripped my dog's ear off. And um, right. yeah, I we told the lady, you keep your dog over there. I can't believe that you would even have a, a you know wouldn't even socialize that dog. But you know. Uh, right, again, and I tell uh, everyone. Go ahead. I I tell everyone every dog, regardless of breed, is a product of their environment. It doesn't matter what breed yeah. they are. If they're not socialized, then you can't expect them to be a well-rounded, well-behaved dog. Exactly. She didn't walk that dog. The dog never came out the yard. Oh my gosh, that's awful. And, I know. So to me, and especially since they're such social animals, pets are, they're loving, and, and, and this dog just was not, you know. So my husband right. puts that, the chain around that's me. What gives, yeah, and that's what yeah. gives um, pets a bad rap is that there there's just so many people that don't socialize them, or if they do socialize them, they use them for negative purposes. Yeah, yeah. And my, dog, my, my husband had to choke the dog out to get him off my dog. They put the chain around his neck, uh, you know, uh, and he pulled up, and the, the dog let go. But the lady wow. got bit by her own dog while we would do while he was doing that, because she was trying to pull him apart. You never do that. <laughs> never do that. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Sad but true. Wow. Right. Well, Amber, thank you for doing what we do, and thank you for making it accessible. Uh, for others, um, I'm going to go ahead and recommend you and put you on the website as well. And uh, and thank you so much for everything. I mean, is there anything that, you know, this is what you were born to do, and I know you feel it in your heart. Um, you have any, any last uh, words for the listeners today about, you know, going after what they want and, and, and any encouraging words? Yes, I would just tell everyone to never give up. They are, there's going to be struggles. There's going to be obstacles. 
and doing something that you really love that's in your heart, and you just have to push through those and find your why. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you for being on the show today. Definitely thank you. You're an inspiration, Amber. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. All right. Until next time, you keep in touch. Yeah. Good night. Good night. Wow. You know, it's like this. Amber is a wonderful, wonderful smart person and she knows what she's talking about you know and and I, I just I love it when people come on and they know what they're saying they know what they're doing they know that this is it this is what they're going to do and Amber has done so much you need to get in contact with her if you have a dog if you have a canine and you have some behavior issues with your dog and you want to learn anything and you want to take her Take your, you know, when I do whatever, whatever you need to do, contact Amber. That's going to be uh, facebook.com forward slash specialist Amber Drake, dogbehaviorblog.org or amberldrake.org. Please get in contact with her. Uh, I am sure that she can help you uh, with whatever you need for your beautiful canine because everyone loves their dog. Everyone that has a dog, all you dog lovers, you know how much you love your dog. I've seen dogs with strollers and dogs with clothes and dogs with all kinds of different things, but you know you love your dog. <laughs> We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Don't you go nowhere. You've been listening to Dream Chasers Radio on 97.5 FM, Real Community Radio, as well as on Bama B Radio and the Dream Chasers Network, iTunes, Stitcher, Speaker, Google Play, and so many more. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Don't you go nowhere. Did you know that this could be your commercial? You know, daring to be different is something that I do every day. And I know, I know, I know. You guys, everybody there knows about this. Well, we're going to go ahead and have a B on the show. It's a pre-recorded, but I really love this one. I love this. I like to have pre-recorded from time to time to let you hear just different interviews and other types of interviews. But not only that, to hear some people that have been on the show previously. I'm going to go ahead and say a B is wonderful. Listen to this. I want to thank you for tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio with your host, me, Yaya Diamond. And uh, we're going to go ahead and continue with our show today. Wow, I am so excited to have on this show so many wonderful and talented people. I mean, I, I just, wow, I, I just don't, I don't even know where to begin about this next guest, uh, Abi. We're going to go ahead and meet Abi. Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm so happy to have you here. Now, uh, Abi, what do you do? Um, what I do is I am a local business technology pilot. 
So what I do is I actually design and develop um, technology marketing systems for small businesses. So basically, I develop websites, mobile apps, and basically lead generating systems that can bring in clients for small businesses. Mm. How do you get involved with that? I mean, that's not something that everybody says, you know what, I just want to be a technology person. You know, it's just, it's not always, you know, something that people do. Were you, did you start off like that, was, or is it just something that you stumbled upon? Yeah, thanks for asking that. So, basically, when I was younger, I was always that person, as my mother would tell it, that would like to tinker with things. So, like, when we had TVs or computers and we had, like, issues with them, I would be the person that would try to, like, pick it apart and try to fix it, or I would like to break it, <laughs> either way. So I always had an interest, I think, from a young age in trying to understand how technology works, um, especially since a lot of technology like makes our lives easier. So as I got older, it was always in the back of my mind that I wanted to do something with technology. I just wasn't 100% sure what to do. So when I got to college, the school that I was going to didn't actually have a technology program. It only had a business program. So my plan was to get my bachelor's degree in business and then go somewhere else for grad school and get, like, a master's in something technology-related. Um, that was the plan. But as you know, plans change. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually saw a technology program that caught my eye at a university. So I transferred to that university so I could get my bachelor's in it. And so when I went there, I was drawn to the program. It was a cybersecurity program, and so it was just amazing. So I think from a young age, it was meant to be for me to be in tech, but just the journey to, like, actually working in the industry took a while, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, this is, to me, technology is like, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, definitely not a tech person. Um, I could be when I need to be, but I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, okay, so you got into that, you started that, you started your business. What did it take for you to start this business? Because, I mean, you know, being being a tech person, what is it like? Yeah, so starting my business, you know, in technology, actually I was, I believe, a junior in college when I started my business. And to be honest with you, I started my business because I was broke and I was college. So I I knew that I needed to make more money so I can pay my way through school and, you know, just have money just for things I wanted to do. And so I figured, like, oh, wow, why don't I, you know, start, you know, moonlighting and charging people to do, you know, like fixing computers and doing technology-related tasks that I know how to do well. So I started that when I was in school, very part-time. Um, and so as time progressed, I realized, like, wow, like, I could actually really make this into a viable business, you know, business. And I, at first, I treated it like it was a hobby, you know, because I was in school full-time, I had another job, so it was just something I was doing on the side. But as time progressed, and people kept telling me, like, wow, you know, you're really good at this. You definitely might want to look into business. I was, I was scared, you know, but... I started researching and looking at, you know, other tech entrepreneurs and how they started and, you know, what they do. So I figured that if they can do it, I can do it. And so um, then I started to shift gears a little bit, and I went from, like, fixing computers and fixing desktops to, you know, developing websites and apps because I wanted to be a little bit more hands-off but be creative when it comes to coding. So um, definitely was a journey, but it's definitely a really fun 
fun business to have. Mm. Mm. Now, this seems to be like a really cool passion for you. You know, when you did, okay, you got you got it. You you stumbled upon it and you said, "My gosh, this this is interesting. I think I could do this." What was the next step that you took to solidify that? Yeah, oh, that is a good question. I would honestly say I researched. I researched a lot. You know, like, I'm a Google fanatic. If I don't know, I will Google it before I ask questions. <laughs> but I Google everything, and I honestly Googled, you know, like, how to start a business, how to start a tech business. And I Googled, and I looked at the stories for, you know, like, other tech entrepreneurs or just people who were successful in this space. And I looked at, you know, maybe like the classes that they took in order for them to gain the skill sets. So, you know, I took some classes after I saw that, um, did some online classes. I got certifications in like different, you know, technology skills. Um, I also got a mentor, which to me was very important um, because I got a mentor in the industry. And he taught me a lot about business in general, about, you know, technology and how important it is to run a business and so I feel like with all of the knowledge and you know that I came from him and then just from doing research and studying it definitely helped a lot mm. Mm. mentors are an excellent way to uh kind of kind of cut to the chase if I should say it like that so you skip all the mistakes <laughs> yeah, you know wow wow okay so now that you have your business and everything is going you know what seems to be one of the challenges that you have faced that you didn't expect? I would say um, I have, there's two different challenges I would, I would probably address. So the first challenge to me that I wasn't expecting was scale. You know, um, I think that when people start a business, they automatically, you know, they look at the future maybe and they want to be successful and they want to, you know, have like an overwhelming amount of clients and all of that great stuff. However, one important thing is to think about the scale because once you reach a certain peak in a service based business, you have to expand. You have to either hire more people, invest in more systems, you know, and you have to spend more money to make more money, basically. So, definitely the first challenge I would say is the scale. There was a certain point where it was just me and I had like one um, team member that I was working with, and you know, I was able to do a lot, but it got to a point where I was just really overwhelmed, and my team member was overwhelmed, too. So I had to make a decision, and, you know, it's a blessing to need to make that decision, but when you're not prepared for it, it's a little bit challenging. So mm. I had to get to a point where I had to, you know, um, even though I was more reluctant, I had to go ahead and hire more people so I could train them, and then I could go ahead and have them be able to take on overflow. So that was one thing, was definitely learning about scale and learning how to make sure I plan for it accordingly. That was a big lesson for me. Mm. Um, the second challenge, I would say, is I would probably say time management. Mm -hmm. Time management. You know, um, I used to consider myself an expert in time management, but no, not at all <laughs> anymore. Mm. Um, I would say that I definitely believe that, you know, time is of the essence, and if you lose it, you don't get it back. But I have learned that I need to spend my time doing tasks that either bring in more revenue or, you know, increase my, um, my, how, my productivity. 
because I found myself doing tasks that, you know, like one task might take me 30 minutes, but is that task actually, you know, helping me go forward in my business or is it just something minuscule? So mm. I really had to make sure that, you know, day to day when I am doing tasks, I make sure I do the high priority tasks first. Then after those are done, I focus on the more lower priority tasks. So, you know, the ones that are more, you know, revenue generating, those are going to be my top priority. So that challenge was something I had to actually, like, read a lot about different time management techniques and, you know, kind of learn a little bit about how to be more organized. Mm -hmm. Because that was definitely, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's really easy to get pulled in so many different directions, as you know. So I really had to make sure I honed down and I focused on, um, Everything that I thought would help me to grow. Hmm. Hmm. And that's important, you know. Um, now, when you when you were thinking about your business, um, the smaller tasks actually have to get done. I mean, you know, what do you do about that? So what I had to do about the smaller tasks that um, would take me a little bit longer, I got an assistant. I hired an amazing assistant to help me out. Because, you know, even not even a full-time assistant, it was um, like a part-time assistant, you know, just on like an as-needed basis to help me out with those. Um, even though it cost me money, it saved me money long-term because I was able to focus on, you know, um, larger tasks. So it was very helpful. And so my assistant, I would just, you know, give her a certain task to do and um, walk her through it, give her instructions, make sure she's understood, and she got them done. Hmm. So that was very helpful to me. So I always recommend to entrepreneurs that, you know, hiring people is a little overwhelming a lot, and I know that a lot of people sometimes hesitate to do so because, you know, they think of how much money it's going to cost. However, yeah. when people trade time for money, you know, when they look at the dollars, they don't look at the long term, you know, um, how much it's going to save them long term, then that's when they, they you know, decide not to hire someone. So I always recommend that, you know, if people need help and they're overwhelmed, Virtual assistants are awesome. Um, either virtual assistants or, you know, local college students that you can hire part-time are also very helpful for getting tasks done that, you know, you're not able to fit into your day. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, you know, you, you got to think about it that way, you know. Um, it's it's all in, in the end, it's all about your time management and how you spend your day. So, you know, doing all of this, the final thing is, you're doing what you want to do in life. This is wonderful. Thank you. Wow. So how can people reach you? People can reach me by going to my website, com, or they can reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook um, at Classy Technology LLC. That's going to be the page names on Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. Awesome. Wow. Is there anything else that we left out today that you'd like to say? Um, the only thing that I would like to say is that for anyone who's thinking about starting a business or anyone who does currently have a business, never underestimate the importance of technology in your business. I do know that it is overwhelming sometimes to think about, you know, different tech and systems, but when you... You know, when you're able to have everything set up and streamlined, you're able to just bring in so much revenue, and you're able to save yourself so much time. So mm. keep that in mind for anyone who's in business. 
Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Abby, for being on the show today. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you. Technology is important. Technology is like like marketing and directing and and doing things and and just being out there and um, getting your feet wet per se. This is me live. You're listening to Dreamcasers Radio right here on right here on the Dreamcasers Network. And yes, that was a pre-recorded. But you know, Abi is a technologist. She's a technologist, and she was in one of our other shows. So you can always listen. In, you always listen into one any one of our over 300 episodes on iTunes, on Spreaker, Stitcher, uh, on Blog Talk Radio. Dream Chasers Radio is up on Facebook as well. We do have a Facebook page. Please go and like our page. Dream Chasers Radio is the page. It's facebook.com forward slash Dream Chasers Radio. And, you know, we were supposed to have the writer or someone from the movie The Meg on the show today, but they could not make it. And so we are going to go ahead and move forward, although that movie is the bomb. And like I was saying earlier, I'm definitely not getting in the beach ever again. So that right there is like, that's why. So if you go and you look at the Meg movie, and yeah, it's like a big, another Jaws kind of thing. And, and that scares me big time. <laughs> so... Um, yes, I'm a wuss, a wimp, and I won't do things that I won't do, and that's just the way it is. But we're going to go ahead and continue with our show today. I hope you know that, you know, when you have decided in your mind what you want to do in life, and it's something that you can do effectively, and it's something that you have a passion for, I want you to go ahead and do it. You know why I say that? Because, like, we had the other guests here um, Amber, she said that there have been plenty of people who have come against her and told her that, you know, she should think of doing something different um, and that, you know, uh, they're always going to be like that, always. And so that's okay. That's their opinion, but it's definitely not your fact. So here we are. We're going to go ahead and listen to a little music before we have our last guest in the show. Here it is, Rose with Money Man. I love the game. I love the hustle, man. Be feeling like one of them ball players, because you know, bird magic or something. You know, it got dope. You can leave the league. But if I leave, the fans still gonna love me, man. I'm making pay full like a money bitch. Money bitch. I'm trying to build a house with you, trying to bricks. Trying to bricks. Ain't got a rush so confident. Renegade, 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 renegade. 
my section, I always in the same. Me and Jay Money talk about this money with a piece on the side of cow lemonade. Yellow. Yo, BM keep texting. Yo, DM she flexing. 3AM she sexy. By 12 p.m. I'm sexy. Hey, I'll only catch my shoes on. My family moved on to the two zones. Blue up red, that's two tones. Any phone with me look blue chrome. Been a game. I'm taking pay the full like a money bitch. Money bitch. I'm trying to build a house with it. Ton of bricks. Ton of bricks. Ain't got a watch me so called friend of me. Straight drop, no baking soda, like in the kitchen with the taking over. Uh, in the Lincoln with the shaking motor, fam cup filled, he ain't drinking soda. I'm with a porn, she with a porn, late in the porn, and I can't control him. It's 8 o'clock in the 750, doing 69 on the one way. My name is Bright Light, like that'll be the site one day. But until that day with this KJ, go shoot the torch like gunplay. I'm so legit with these type of bitches, and I don't give a fuck what none say. I'm trying to get it like Ace and Mitch, but first I gotta watch Rico. And for that reason, I'm still breathing, I see bitches like Pete Post. For a piece of change, that do a strange late attitude like Freak. It's Lord Deep before Warranty, I got the combination to the G code. Renegade, I'm taking pay the full like a money bitch. Money bitch. I'm trying to build a house with these ton of bricks. Ton of bricks. Ain't got a watch so called friend of me. I promise niggas will not be there. Like a train, I'm on the track, or whatever, no. Ask me what's more dismal, the future or the past. Is it 
pub and cash plus a lot of flash. Yes, list with clubs and crash. Home more business played on TV, LPs were selling fast. Who could tell that wouldn't last? Remember getting it, man. Now we advance into a future that seems that the chance of the past is seeming scandalous. No labels was the shady. Now I just wish there was still some labels left to pay. But stressing this is crazy, cause we're never going back. Gotta focus on the merch, the tours, the shows were rap. Still appreciate it, cause these peeps are business data. Want a future where you don't have to rap like shit to make. Cause facts have been misstated when it comes to who's the dopest. Got love for yesteryear, but the future's where we're focused. The future, where the hope is. You ought to start some bread, trying to keep some hope alive for the times we got ahead. So we think I'm so straight, we think I'm red, right? We think I'm pay our rest, and your stuff when you rap. In the future, I can see that we never going back. Like a train, I'm on the track, or whatever, never back. Hey, yo, think I'm red, so straight, hey, think I'm red, right? We think I'm pay our rest, and your stuff when you rap. In the future, I can see that we never going back. Like a train, I'm on the track, or whatever, never back. Yo, crazy shout out to my man, Don Salon. Don Wave One, you know what I'm saying? The original Six Sense crew, DJ Lion, Cup Master Kirk, and of course, Last Master KRS One. We ain't never looking back, you know what I'm saying? Save ya. No. All I can do is upgrade you, take your home. 
give up on my schedule, so, so I cannot date you. That's the reason. Oh, you want somebody like me? Gonna get strong. You about to be dumb. Found it at the way I do it, and baby, just know I ain't done. I go to a different town and put it down for the people in the crowd, and then they all come rushing, you blushing, you jealous because I'm the best, and I had to tell you from the jump that baby girl. Like a rocket ship. rocket ship My drink deep purple just like rockin' Way to profit it Run the bank like it's Providence Six points waiting for the hour just to drop them in Bubble guts all up in my stomach think they clockin' I wasn't aiming for a scholarship My brain was feeling tolerant The cash was looking dominant See what made me get up out of it I should've been the college kid If can get intoxicated I contemplated and concentrated on every angle I probably died but I broke the halo of every angel We live in fables, they need control But it's okay though They say I'm saying and they boo me off and do tomatoes Right through the table, six feet under the pavement You finally famous, this is at home, stomach aching I'm here for taking the flames right out of Satan Just trying to make it, I'm not even trying to be the greatest In the pool, feel the marvelous Word. In the pool, feeling marvelous, 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 marvelous. In the pool, feeling marvelous, 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 marvelous. In the pool, feeling marvelous. Word. Blasphemous in my prime, like optimist, smoking in this lava pit, blowing all my cannabis. We smoking cactus. I get back on this. I rule we run this. Now get back in this mothership before the summer hit Ain't never been a slave Ain't shit a nigga slave for Looking back at all this shit that can't even pay for Cheated the system, yanked out their wisdom The black Robin Hood man of my kingdom Since I was robbing the rich and cheating the poor Did whatever it took in the hood just to even the score We reaching over the core is asking for more This my demon flow up Cause they asking for gore When they start asking for gore My body get dragged to the morgue More blood is up on my floor That's just really staining my core And then we plug in the source That's really been doubting my force Cause I go after my n- Just obsessed with the flaws Yeah, I'm so obsessed with the flaws And I go after my mind I'm obsessed with the flaws I'm obsessed with the flaws On my mama, my n- girl, I'm so obsessed with the flaws The flaws I'm so obsessed So obsessed So obsessed so obsessed, so obsessed, so obsessed. I need it, I need it, I need it. Bad company. In the pool, feeling marvelous, 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 marvelous. Word. In the pool, feeling marvelous, 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 marvelous. 
in the booth feeling marvelous. Marvelous, 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 marvelous. In the booth feeling marvelous. Word. show i am so happy and you know what it's it's the show that says this is what i was born to do and we have a wonderful wonderful uh array of different people that were born to do things and this guest is no different and we're going to welcome to the show dave the franchise welcome to the show what's up what's up what's up what's going on y'all y'all damn how you doing i'm doing I'm doing. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing all right. You know, just taking it one day at a time. Trying I hear to, that. Know, I hear that. Tell, yeah. I, tell me about yourself. Tell me what you do. Okay. Um, I'm pretty much, you know, an artist, uh, you know, different style. You know, my music is not derogative toward women or promote violence. I just try to pretty much, you know, rap about my everyday life or, you know, what I've been through or what somebody else going through or, you know, what it took to get to a certain point in life. So it's pretty much my persona when it comes to my music. Right, right. Wow, wow. So, okay, so you started rapping at the age of seven? Yeah, at the age of seven, I pretty much grew up, it's gonna sound crazy, but I grew up listening to like you know, Bone Thugs and Harmony, and like my favorite song was oh. you know, Crossroads. So yeah. Oh come on. So you know. Yeah. yeah. So we had kind of wow. had the singing, and the uh, rapping into it. Mhm. Wow, so. I love Bone Thugs and Harmony. I mean, they are like when they came out, that was like it was unheard of. So. Yeah. Okay, so you had that inspiration at the age of seven. Tell me what happened after that. Um, after seven, after that age, I pretty much started, you know, freestyling in school. And, like, it was, like, people was kind of, well, you know, freestyling is big now, though. So I pretty much started freestyling mm-hmm. in school, and people used to be like, you know, did you write that? And I'd be like, nah, you know, I ain't write it. It's just, you know, off the top of the head. And people started saying, mm-hmm. you need to start writing. So I was like, well, you know what, you're right. So people try to get me to freestyle now, and I just feel like it takes away from when I could be writing something instead of, you know, freestyling. So it's not it's not bad against people that do it. It's just uh, I just feel like I don't want to do it. I feel like I can be, I can be right instead of freestyle. Mm. 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 Now, I'm, you know, I, I'm looking at your bio. I'm looking at everything, you you know, you've accomplished in life. Tell me about it. You know, a lot of people say, oh, my gosh, you've done so much. You you got your single out. Did you realize that all that was happening while it was happening, or was it just something that kind of just you did? Uh, pretty much, I, I can say the song, I didn't even expect, like, people to, to like it, to be honest. Like, doing me was just some. I wanted to just, you know, write, write on my own and just, you know, like performing like a like a family event or something like that. It was just some. Um, it was just like a, you know, just like a simple uh, record. And people started being like, "Yo, man, send me that, John. Send me that." 
And you know, I was like, shot, like, well, for real? And you know, it's it's catchy and like it's it's pretty much in the message though, if you think about it. It's like just being yourself, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to fit in to, you know, have an impact on people's lives. Mm. So we're gonna go ahead and play that single right here, that song, uh, Doing Me by Dave the Franchise. Yeah, yeah. Of 
I mean, every time, every time I look up, I'm always like, I, I could be anywhere, and like, I I just bust out like trying to make a song about anything, like any situation, like you know, like I could be driving in the car, and you know, I start making a song about that, or I'm outside, you know, doing chores, cleaning up around the house, you know, anything. So it was just, it was just all about you know being positive in somebody's life, like you know, as I said, like the music. The song is a positive record, and I've always came out as a positive person in people's life, you know, so. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. what was it? Was it something, was there anything at any point or anybody at any point that told you you couldn't? I've actually had people to tell me that, like, okay, this, I, I used to work, I used to work at FedEx, uh, you know, uh, Hub. So I used to actually pass out CDs, and I actually had one person to tell me that you're not really rapping about nothing. So, you know, in my head, I was, I, I wasn't really worried about it. I was like, because I've always been taught that what somebody else don't like, you know, a million more people like. So in my head, I was like, is it because I ain't talking about, you know, you know, shooting or killing or, you know, selling drugs? Or is it because the beat whack or, you know, or the style whack? So I've always, you know, looked at every negative or anything that's like a struggle in my life situation, you know, made that my motivation. So it, it never deterred me from not, from stop doing it. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, your song, Doing Me, I love it. You know why I love that song? Because it, 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 it represents a strength, a yeah. certainty that you don't have to cave in to anyone else's idea of who you are. How did that come about? How did how did that strength come about? Who instilled that strength in you? Uh I, it was me, but like it, it's so many it's so many situations or, or, or things that I can say. Like it can be from, you know, life experience, from, you know, struggling or just Want to always, you know, be positive. Like, you know, like I said, it's always just about positivity to me. So, was it about always trying to, you know, do right? Or I want to say the the main thing is, you know, trying to treat people like you want to be treated. So, you know, I always went about just like it's just positivity to me. That's all I can. That's all I can pretty much say. Mhm, mhm. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking about bullying earlier uh, on the show, yep. and we were talking about how you know um, children have this. Uh, Thing where they accept what other people say about them, and your song, it just it just it, re- it reinforces the fact that you are who you believe you are, not who they say you are. Um, what do you say to children who are struggling with bullying right now? You know, you saying what would I say to them? Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, pretty much you have to. Okay, it's like it's like everybody got a breaking point. You know, which I don't promote violence, but you know, like you can, you can constantly tell somebody that this person doing that, and it's like it's to the point where you do have to take matters in your hands sometimes, in your own hands sometimes. Like because if you're like constantly letting somebody do this and do that, and you're going to tell, tell you're gonna tell somebody, you know, turn the other cheek, which you know I'm all for that. You know, sometimes I was taught that in life, but you know everybody got a breaking point, so sometimes you have to show people that. You know, you mean business. But far as like mm-hmm. like motivation, like if somebody's saying that you you know, you can't do this, 
you you let that motivate you. In a situation, somebody talk bad about you, you you use that as fuel, and you let that motivate you. Mhm, mhm. I told I told them um, earlier on the show that my family member told me if I came home again with them beating me up, that they were gonna beat me up, and then I was gonna see me back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I Huh? Yeah, I said, I don't understand what, exactly what you're saying. Yeah, no, I no, no. I didn't want two beatings in one day. It was not going to happen. Oh. <laughs> not going to happen. Mm-mm, mm-mm. This person, you know, you have to get your own switch now, you know, back in the day. So I had to go out and get my own yeah. switch. So, yeah, no, I yeah. was not going to be beat up at school and then beat up by when I get back home, and that wasn't going to happen. And I have to say that this person was not my mother, but it was, you know, family, family, close family friend who took care of me. And, and yeah. it was like, no, you see this? This is going to happen to you if you come <laughs> home complaining again. You better hold your own. That's it. <laughs> so, so you eventually, you had to, you know, you had to take matters in your own hands. I had to throw down. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, you know. Mm-hmm. So people, like it's, yeah. it's kind of like, if you let somebody get away with it the first time, they like, well, I know I can keep on getting away with it. So, you know, you have, mm-hmm. even if like, even if you find somebody and you lose a fight, just letting them know, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not scared. I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to back down from nobody. So mm-hmm. it's, it's how it goes. Yep. Wow. wow. Well, tell me what you're going to be doing in the future. You know, your song really inspired me, you know, doing me really inspired me because, it's telling it's telling the people who are listening listening to it that you know you don't have to listen to the naysayers you don't have to listen to people who push you down you don't have to believe what they're saying go ahead and do you and and that's it and whoever doesn't like it they just don't like it yeah true exactly uh pretty much uh you know I'm working on I'm working on photo shoots uh you know like radio play um Trying to get more songs out. I have another song called Getting Money. It's it's on YouTube as well. They can check that out. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of old music that I have to like kinda like, you know, reevaluate the beats and I can tell you that I lost my old phone with everything like all my old lyrics and stuff oh. I was writing in it. So I had oh. to dig deeper now. Like they kinda motivate me more now, so like, I gotta dig deeper again. So like I got mm-hmm. a, you know, I got a lot of stuff coming out. Uh, EP I'm working on called Long Way to Go. It's coming okay. soon. You know, soon as I get, soon as I get some hot beats, like some hot fire beats, some days to my liking. So, but it's coming soon. I'm gonna mm-hmm. keep on putting out new songs though to keep everybody here, you know, listen. Yes, yes. Well, that's awesome. You know what, Dave? Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for writing that song. I don't, I don't think you understand the 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 severity of the song that you wrote. I don't think you understand it, but. I believe that your song is going to be in Athens. Yeah, thank you so much. Like you know, like I said, I didn't, I didn't expect people to really like it like that. You know, so mm-hmm. you look at it and and you hear you hear the beat. You know, the beat is is groovy. The the hook is pretty much in the middle of the whole song. So I thank you so mm-hmm. much. I'm glad I could be positivity into your life as well. Definitely, definitely. And I, I hope that anyone listening at the sound of the voice will grab that song and go ahead and play it and let the, their children and let and let them know, you know, because it's not just children, it's adults too. It happens in the workplace where you, you can do you and you don't have to, you know, oh, yeah, save yeah. in. Yeah, 
You can do this. Definitely. And David, yeah. just bringing it for you. I'm telling you. Thank you so much, Dave. Oh, you're so welcome. All right. Until next time, you should. You got to send me some more music now. Now that you saw me, you uh, send you know, me I some music. You. Now you, you got me? All right. All right. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Dave. Thank you for having me. All right. No problem. Right. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Wow. You know, that song is, to me, that song is, it's an anthem. And we're going to go out with our anthem, this new anthem by Dave the Franchise, Do and Me. Thank you so much for tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio. I am your host, Sarah Diamond. And um, just do you. And don't worry about nobody else, okay? Do you. I'm talking about nobody else, about nobody else. Can't worry about you, Phil.